Welcome back to another edition of the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tarkowski. At the DOC, one of our main focuses is preparing today's incarcerated population for successful reentry. We know that over 90% of the people incarcerated today will return to their community and they'll bring their unique skills, experiences, and talents with them. Today, we're going to visit with Magic Mike Chapa, a resident of the Wernersville Community Correction Center who is also a magician. We'll talk about how he arrived in Berks County and how he and others give back to their new community. So I assume you don't get a name like Magic Mike for nothing. How did you get that name? Well, pretty much I've I've always had it, uh, whether I liked it or not, which usually I did. But uh, I started doing magic when I was probably 12 or 13 years old. And so uh, my brother's eight years older than me. And, and pretty, you know, any much anything he did, I did. So that's where it started. And by the time I hit high school, I was starting to be known as Magic Mike and, and certainly well after that. So I don't particularly introduce myself like that, but that's how it lands uh, just from doing magic for so many years. So you had the name before the movie. Oh, yeah. In, in fact, and, and this is kind of interesting, not only did I have the name before the movie, I owned the domain name before the movie. And as I got older, I said, oh, the Magic Mike thing doesn't really work anymore. I'm older. I want to just use my own name. And so I let the domain name expire. And then a number of years later, the Magic Mike movies came out. And I was always disappointed. I said, wow, why didn't I hold on to it? It probably could have sold it to the to the movie people for uh, lots of money. So, but yeah, I, I, oh yeah, absolutely. So now my joke is, or I always say, you know, it's Magic Mike. And in parentheses, it says, you know, not the dancer. Not that one. Right. When we were coming yeah. to, to visit you the other day, a lot, we would tell people we're going to see Magic Mike and they got all excited. I said, well, maybe you don't get that excited. It was still, still, still some good tricks, but you know, not, not the same. No, no, not at all. Different so, show. Where did Magic Mike take you? The, the persona, the magic, the acts? Tell me about um, the, the early days of Magic Mike, I suppose. Yeah, I, at first, I, I started doing uh, magic full-time in my late 20s. And, of course, back then, you take any gig you can get. I was never really a kid's performer. I did a couple of kid shows early on and realized very quickly that they're a much more difficult crowd than adults. So I started working at restaurants and bars and anybody who would have me perform. And and from there, started to break into the trade show corporate convention market, which it was really the place to be for the little guy. That's where the, I guess, the good money is for, you know, the smaller time magician. So uh, that took me all over the country. I've literally performed in all 50 states in the country and in most cities that have a population larger than 50,000, I've probably been there. Now, I've probably only been there for a night or two, but I've been there. So it's taken me, it's taken me the early days. It's uh, taken me all over the country, which has just been a great thing. I can uh, tell you every hotel room in the country is 71 degrees. And you spent some time in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, well, I started to perform trade shows and corporate conventions first in Las Vegas, and realized there was just a huge opportunity out there for magic. And that's traditionally where the best magicians in the world land. And so it's just a great place to be a magician, whether you're working or not. However, 
uh, I got out there and landed a gig on the strip uh, at a, a large hotel casino, and I was there for nearly about four and a half years, six nights a week, and it was just absolutely wonderful to say nothing of the of how nice the weather is. But there's uh, some but competition yes. out in Las Vegas though for for well, for what you do. It's not an easy gig, is it? Well, you know there is. There's a lot of magicians. There's seemingly a lot of competition, but it's not really what you would expect. Uh, fortunately, magicians are not known generally for great personalities, and they're not very talkative. Most people get into magic it's, it, because they're shy or, you know, it's a way to make themselves a little bit more popular. So it really turned out that the competition, technically, as far as technical magic, the competition is great. There are just tremendous magicians out there who I could not probably compete with technically. But as far as putting a show together, that's a completely different animal. And so... It wasn't quite as bad as I, uh, you know, as difficult as I thought. Now, at some point, you ended up in Pennsylvania, and you ended up in the care and custody of the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. We don't get into yes. too many details about folks' crimes on this show or anything like that, because that's not sure. really what we're here to talk about. But suffice to say, you were in the in with us at the DOC in 2022 for a little bit under a year for a nonviolent offense. How mm. familiar with Pennsylvania were you before you came to the DOC? Not at all. I, I've been through Pennsylvania. I've been in Philadelphia. In my 20s, I had a friend of mine who lived in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And so I used to visit him once in a while and we'd go over a bridge and we'd wind up in Philadelphia. So that's probably the biggest memories I have of it. And of course, that was many, many years ago. And other than that, I've, I know I've been to Philadelphia several times for magic shows. I've been to Lancaster, but again, those were just few nights. So I really so you can tell he nothing. says Lancaster like a California guy. Yeah, you <laughs> still got it. Don't worry, you'll, you'll get it eventually. I, I, I it was tough for me. I was a California guy by way. I spent uh, 15 years in Las Vegas myself, and it was hard to get out of the Lancaster. Here they like Lancaster. You have to really, ah. uh, and I'm probably still not saying it right. So suffice to say that um, Wernersville, uh, Berks County, wasn't really on your map uh, until now. No, not at all. In fact, I was at Kohana, and the counselor there uh, asked me which, because I had no place, I have no family here in Pennsylvania, I have no friends, I knew absolutely no one. He asked me where I'd like to go if I had my choice. Well, I had been to Harrisburg uh, also for magic shows, and I knew it was a city, so I said, I'd like to go to Harrisburg. He said, okay, I'll put that down. And then uh, probably, I, I don't remember if it was a few days, a week before I left, he told me I was coming to Wernersville. And I, of course, had no idea where Wernersville was. Never heard of it. Didn't know anything about it. And then I started to learn small, you know, some things about it um, in those few days from people who had heard of it or who had been here prior or something like that. But no, absolutely. I was at a complete and total loss in what I was. In fact, I was absolutely convinced I was not going to like it. And it was the at the time I thought it was going to be the worst possible thing I could, you know, place I could go to. So you live now at Wernersville Community Correction Center. We call it Wernersville CCC for short. What yes. is a typical day for you like at the CCC? 
Well, a typical day now for me here is quite busy um, because I do just a, there's a host of things that I do. I'm pretty connected to the community here. Uh, I attend church at uh, Calvary Bible Fellowship Church in Sinking Spring, which is right up the street. There's also one in Wernersville, so I, I attend both. Uh, I'm at church on Sunday. I go to men's breakfast and Bible study on Wednesday, another Bible study on Thursday. I'm active in other programs there, things that they do, um, social functions, those kinds of things. I work out at the YMCA. I'm there five to six uh, days a week. I volunteer at Burke's Encore, which is a, kind of a senior facility, 50 and over. So, in fact, I was there this morning uh, doing whatever it is that they need, whether it's uh, cleaning something up. In fact, this morning I got there, and to my surprise, they had a ladybug infestation. So I was working on that for uh, two, two and a half hours, and we'll probably pop back tomorrow morning, see if we can vacuum some more up. Um, so it is pretty active. I work part-time at a funeral home, Lamb and Whitman Funeral Home, that, which is right in, uh, right in Wernersville. So there is lots to do. I do Meals on Wheels periodically here, uh, not every week, but uh, once or twice a month when uh, when they need someone else to help out. And as I say, there's just a host of things going on at the church that uh, you can be as involved and as active as you can possibly want to be. We're talking with Magic Mike Chapa. He's a reentrant who lives at Warrensville Community Correction Center in Berks County. Sounds like you are more active than most in your local community. What is your uh, favorite part about living in the city of Warrensville or Berks County itself? Well, uh, probably. I mean, my favorite part, which is uh, would be the part that I thought would be the worst, is I kind of like that it's a small community. Um, everything is together. I mean, my whole life revolves around probably a two and a half mile radius. Um, the YMCA in Sinking Spring is across the street from the church, um, which is next door you know, to the Redner's Plaza, which is the supermarket, which I'm at practically on a daily basis. I'm sure they must love me as well. Uh, but I'm there, you know, uh, very often. I love coffee, so I'm always buying different flavors of coffee and creamer and all those types of things. So I like, uh, you know, I, I didn't think I would like a small town community, but, and, and I went from saying, oh, when I get there, I it's just going to be terrible, and I will, I'll never stay in Pennsylvania and all of that, to, gee, now I'm not sure what I'm going to do. You know, I was just absolutely convinced I was, you know, going to get as far away as possible to nice weather, and I still like nice weather, and I guess, you know, well, that would be wonderful. But, yeah, I, I really do. I like the area. I like the people. The people are friendly. They have been extremely accepting. Um, you know, it's uh, – I'm – I'm just part of things here. That's what I want to ask. You have kind of a special skill set that probably disarms people, um, so to speak, when, when you talk to them, you know, a quick trick, a quick uh, sleight of hand or, or a card trick can probably put people at ease around you. How does the local community react to yourself and your, your fellow reentrants? Well, pretty well. I, I mean, at least my personal experience has been very well. And, you know, surprisingly, I don't, typically just go out and try to do magic for people when I, uh, when I meet them. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So most people 
at the church really didn't know I did magic for quite a while. Um, but they were extremely accepting. And, you know, I always say to people, if, if you act normal, people will treat you normal. And if you act funny, uh, you know, or that you don't belong or, you know, things like that, well, then they take a second look at you and wonder about you. But it's, it's a very, uh, it can be a very accepting community. Certainly the folks at the, at my, at the church and at the YMCA and, and those people, um, they've been very good. And there are a number of people here who go to church now. It's not just me. There's a whole group of us, and every single one feels uh, feels great. The the people at church and the community at large that we're a part of, at least that we interact with, have been very supportive, accepting. We have uh, you know, a group of friends that we do things with, whether it's going to breakfast after church or going to different functions that uh, that the church either sponsors or that, you know, just people we know are going and invite us. So it's, uh, as I say, it, it, yes, the magic has certainly helped me. Uh, there's no question about it. It is a door opener. But I really think that your attitude and the way you handle yourself uh, does the same does the same trick. The magic may speed that up a little bit. Is that a message that you share with your fellow reentrants? Your the I don't know if you call them roommates, the folks that uh, sure. live there with you at the at the CCC. Do you talk about how to um, have those kind of soft people skills out in the community? Oh, I, I sure do, <laughs> absolutely, because it's uh, I, I mean for me the CCC, which again I say no one could have thought less of coming here than me I was just oh no and to you know I, and I want to say oh I just love it you know here so much and enjoy it like I want to stay forever that's not the case the case is the opportunity is amazing uh, the case you know is that if you use your time wisely there's support there's opportunity there is enough structure so that you're just not out, you know, kind of willy-nilly with with a thousand different options. I mean, it still, you know, limits the options because your time is limited out of the building and all of that. So it's, to me, it is, in fact, I was just saying to a staff member here today, this is just, a, a, you know, a great opportunity for someone who doesn't have family around or doesn't have a place you know, to go or doesn't have a uh, a place to go that would be you know, favorable for their situation. Can you talk a little bit about the structure? We, I mean, we talk to staff members all the time and, and even some of the, the longer uh, sentenced uh, incarcerated folks who then come back into the community. We've had them on before and it was a big like culture shock. You know, they've been uh, down for 20 plus years and they didn't know what a cell phone was. And, and it took a lot of um, training and a lot of uh, help to get back into the spring of things. You were not incarcerated for very long. You kind of came back into a, a world that probably wasn't all that much different than when you uh, were incarcerated. How does the staff and the, the rest of the team there at Warnersville CCC kind of help the reentrants get back into the swing of things, um, being responsible for those day-to-day -day necessities? Well, you know, I, I, and you're right. I haven't had some of the struggles that someone who has been incarcerated a long time would have had. And so I, I don't completely know the answer to that question, but I do know 
that the counselors that I have been involved with since I have been here have really have been very helpful, very open. If you need to talk, they're there to talk. Um, you know, I never miss an opportunity to talk about Director Barton, uh, who is here, who really um, just uh, is supportive and open and shockingly uh, just wants to talk to people and help people and support them and, and all of that. And so to me, that's where it starts. And the counselors, uh, at least the ones that I've been involved with, have been great. So I, you know, uh, any help that I've needed, um, you know, whether it's needing some extra time to juggle some things that I'm doing or whatever it might be, uh, they're available. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, what I have seen, and I've said this to many people, is that people here at the CCC, they lack confidence with, you know, in, in the community, meaning they're very confident around people who have had the same experience that they have had, you know, meaning they've been incarcerated and all of that. That's very comfortable. They're very confident. But when they step out into the community, they feel like, gee, I don't belong. I stick out. I look funny. Um, I, do you think you it's know, a stigma? Do you think people, do you think that people, it is the thought people know what I did or they are already judging me? Yeah, the thought is uh, that somehow that people know that they live here or they know that, you know, they don't fit in or something. And I don't I don't think it's a true thing, but it's how people feel. And I can certainly understand it. I mean, when I first came here and even today, I mean, I, I you know, you still struggle a little bit with confidence and you struggle a little bit when I first came here. Absolutely. Um, I think it's hard to be in a new community, a new neighborhood, no matter what your background is. And then you add on this aspect of it as well. And I think it's a challenge that a lot of folks like me never even thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's uh, and it seems to be almost universal, at least with, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people here and I've been here for a little bit. So it seems to be, you know, almost universal and it takes a little bit of time to you know, have that wash away. And as you talk to people and people get jobs and, you know, all of a sudden they see value and they see a paycheck or they're doing community service and people are thanking them or they become part of the church and they're being, you know, treated and, and welcomed and, and, you know, all of that, it, it, that takes, that takes a little bit of time. And so that's really the value of, of a place like this is, you know, it really is a transition, um, you, you know, you're not out by yourself, uh, you know, living in a in a room or wherever, an apartment with just you and your own thoughts. I mean, uh, you know, the, the value here is there's a place to come back to with people to potentially talk to if you want. I mean, you know, it's, it's like anything. You have to be self-motivated and no one's going to do it for you. But if you really don't know how to do something, there are people here who will help you uh, through the process and teach you how to do it. You know, they're not going to do everything for you, but I mean, there's been people here who I know who didn't know how to make a doctor's appointment, you know, didn't know how to do the simplest things because they've been incarcerated for quite a while and who knows what their life was like prior to that. And they really didn't know. And so they'd have to learn, you know, how to, how to, uh, I had a, 
you know, people ask me, um, gee, I think there's something wrong with my bank account. It seems like there's money missing and I don't know why. Um, how do I find out about it? And they didn't realize that you can just go to a bank and walk in and talk to someone and say, hey, there's a problem with my bank account or call and get help. They, you know, so it's people on all different levels. Some people have, you know, are, are very good at it, spent a short time incarcerated. Other people have been incarcerated for quite a while and they need to, they need that transition period to, to kind of walk through things. Sometimes we all need a helping hand, but you guys aren't just accepting the help. The the residents of Warnersville CCC uh, quite regularly give back. I know Director Barton is always sending uh, executive producer Kurt and myself uh, uh, stuff to post on our on our social media platforms um, of the the projects you guys are working on. Do you have any off the top of your head that uh, were especially especially meaningful for you? Well, for me, uh, of course the. The car washes that we have done, we've done two uh, in conjunction with uh, Calvary Church, where, um, you know, Director Barton's really formed a pretty firm relationship with them and the pastors. And and so we were there twice. And it's just so much. Number one, it's just so much fun. And it's such a great thing to have. There's lots of staff there along with the reentrance and, and, you know, the residents here. And so it takes the whole feeling of, you know, being in a building and it's, you know, more of a professional setting here when you go to a car wash and everybody's washing the same car and spraying water and talking with each other and, and all of that. It's just a great feeling. And to have to, you know, we, we earned, uh, uh, I don't know, $400 close to it, uh, in each one of those. And so we were able to sponsor a child in Haiti and the second time we sent, I can't even tell you how many boxes of, uh, you know, food and, and supplies and all kinds of things there. And so it's uh, those two, of course, stick out in my mind because they were just and we we got beautiful days both times and lots of cars and lots of people in the community stopped by and talked to lots of people. So that, uh, of course, jumps out. We also did a dog park uh, once where we uh, was kind of cool because the, the dogs were there and they would bring them out and, you know, you'd meet them and pet them and play with them for a, a few minutes. But really, we were there to. Um, work on, you know, the cleanup of it and getting branches out of the walking paths and mulching and all of that. So it was, uh, that was a kind of a cool experience as well. So there's lots of, lots of things, uh, lots of opportunities to do things like that. And last thing I have, what's next for Magic Mike? You're working on a, a new, new show, new tricks. What, what's, what's on the horizon for you? Yeah, I am. I, I am working on lots of new magic and lots of new things, probably a whole new show. Uh, in fact, I, I'm doing quite a bit now of magic. I have uh, I have something Saturday that I'll be doing uh, a party November 16th. Uh, I'm doing a stand, you know, a show, more of a stand up type show at Bar- uh, Burke's Encore where we actually do community service. We have guys. I'm one of them who go uh, there to help them out. So I'm doing a show on November 16th. I've had lots of things over the past month or so. So yeah, I'm, I'm putting together some, some new things, but I'm really not putting any pressure on myself to do anything in particular. You know, I, I say this is the most content and uh, that I've probably ever been. And 
I'm uh, just kind of looking to keep it like that, continue to do the right thing. And things just seem to fall into place when you do that. Words live by. Thank you very much and continued success on your reentry. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Mike Choppa for visiting with us today. It's always good to remember that every reentrant has their own story to tell. We have some video of Mike performing magic on our Facebook page. Just search at Corrections PA. Thank you for listening to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole Podcast. I'm Ryan Tarkowski. Until next time. <laughs>